What rhymes with brand and gets you more customers? Nothing. It's brand. <laughs> That's it. But I've got you thinking. Let's tell that story today. Welcome to the RK3 show. I'm Robert Kennedy III. RK3, that's me. It's always been me, but it ain't about me. It's about you. Yeah, you. The world is waiting for your story. Come on, let's go. My job is just to help you tell it. How am I doing with that? Any thoughts? Any ideas? Yeah. I want to hear them. Leave me a message on my voicemail. Send a message to robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. That's right. Go to robertkennedy, the number three, dot com forward slash voicemail. I want to hear from you. I also want to share with you some other goodies we've had recently. We just had an episode with the pineapple lady, Annie Meehan. Did you enjoy that? That was episode 46. I hope you enjoyed it because we've also got some great episodes with Kendra Dixon, episode 43, Rob Holman, episode 42. And guess what? We're rolling quickly towards season two where we'll be kicking off with great interviews like Carla R. Cannon, the trailblazer, ex-NFL player turned inspirational speaker Merrill Hodge, WNBA star Lisa Willis, and a lot of other great storytellers. I'm excited about season two, launching February 4th, 2020. That's right, this year. Let's jump into the episode today because it's good and I want to get right to it. Let me ask you, what happens when you go from being millionaire to being flat broke? What happens when you end up owing hundreds of thousands of dollars? What do you do then? What happens when all of this happens after you've been married for only three weeks? Oh, you bounce back. That's what my guest, Stephen A. Hart, reinvented himself as a marketer, podcaster, and brand alignment strategist. He helps busy heart-centered entrepreneurs, professionals, and leaders build amazing personal brands so that they can grow their career or business, save time by not having to figure all of this out on their own, and finally, deliver their message to the world with confidence. I love that. Steven, let's tell that story. Steven, my man, how are you doing today? Man, I'm excited right now after listening to that intro. <laughs> Appreciate you having me here, brother. Listen, I'm so glad to have you on. I've been following your show, the Trailblazers.fm podcast. And in a little bit, I'll ask you where you came up with that title and, and really the focus in, of that and allow you to chat about that a little sure. bit. But of course, you know the deal. When we meet people and they have a, a, a rags to riches or a riches to rags and vice versa story, we want to know a little bit about that. So sure. how did you make your million dollars in the first place? And then how did you lose it? 
Yeah, great, great question. So I'm Jamaican, you know, we yeah. have, we tend to have like a bunch of different things happening at all times. Yeah? <laughs> uh, as in living color, skit yeah. lives on. But I, I was in my, my mid to late 20s and yeah. um, I'd started a, a, a financial fund with a business partner of mine. It was a commodity trading advisory. We we're trading um, in the foreign exchange markets and managing right capital for maybe 120 clients and it was it was probably some of well it was some of 08 that everything kind of fell apart at that point in time actually correction it was the fund prior to the commodity trading advisory the, the CTA was a, a much better structure but before we structured it in that way um, the fund fell apart we had made an investment in another right. 100 million dollar fund that saw its own Bernie Madoff story Wow! Um, right after I'd gotten married. And that represented several million dollars to us. And, wow. you know, we had to end up dissolving our fund and with the fund, dissolve our assets to, to basically hold things together. That wow. I literally went from telling my, 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 my fiance, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, in, in April of that year, hey, you know, we were looking at brownstones in Maple Lawn, a uh, wow. million dollar brownstone to in August, four months later, saying, hey, I need you to cover rent for the foreseeable future. Wow. Wow. And that foreseeable future was probably close to 18 months where she was carrying the two of us. So, you know, it, it was it was a big stress, man. Um, you know, and, and we did rebuild the business. Yeah. Um, never quite came back to the level that it was on, but right. it's still in existence to this day. Wow. So that is a lot of there are a lot of challenges that marriages face anyway. Absolutely. Right. And so this is something that you having different expectations, you come in and there's this brick, this yeah. big boulder, this mountain right. that's thrown on you. And so you start, you're supposed to be going on a honeymoon and enjoying your time. And you've got this thing now Robert, that, that, that is, how do you, how do you navigate that? I literally remember us, and, and at the time, I had, I had loot, right? So I bought, we literally got married in Jamaica, and we right. went to Tahiti for a honeymoon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we were on a, a cruise ship. I bought like a, a, you know, this very expensive honeymoon cruise um, aboard the ship with 200 people. We got, you know, off, off a 10-hour flight. Um, we had a, a night over at a hotel before boarding the ship the next morning. And I remember that night, um, I, I don't remember much. Uh, I don't have a great long-term memory. But Robert, I remember that night being in the hotel room and one of my largest investors called and she was screaming so loud. Wow. I walked out onto, into the courtyard area outside the room and you could hear, I mean, you could hold the phone away, right? You could hear this wow. lady screaming. She'd lost, you know, six-figure sum of money. Yeah. And... Um, and it was substantial for her. And she was screaming at me and I came back in the room and I tried to, to embrace my wife. And she was like, hey, listen, Crockpot's cool right now. She had heard that conversation. Wow. Right. She had heard that conversation. And that was just, that's just the shit, you know, like we, we worked through it. Right. Yeah. And we ended up having as good a honeymoon as we could, considering right. the circumstance for me, I was on, you know, like anxiety meds through that whole honeymoon cruise 
talking wow. to attorneys at 3 a.m. in the morning because it was 9 a.m. on the East Coast. I'm wow. trying to resolve. I truly did not want to go on this cruise, but at that point in time, I dropped 15 grand on a cruise I couldn't get a refund for, right? Right. As our honeymoon. So, you know, yeah. went, but it was a, a trying time. And, and for her, going forward, it was a, a heavy financial load for me. Not only was it a heavy financial load, but the real estate market also fell through. So homes that we had owned, both wow. went belly up. You know, bought both, um, she had bought a condo. I'd bought a townhome in Florida. Um, we had real estate that went up six figures, upside down. Um, and, and just mentally, man, you know, being a yeah. husband, right? Going from yeah. telling her, I'm going to buy her this to she's pretty much taking care of me. Right. right? Wow. It was a lot. It was a lot all around. By the grace of God, um, you know, we both we both got anchored. Um, that that will let you get centered, <laughs> yeah, and find a, a spiritual grounding uh, real quick. And um, yeah. you know, we we found center. Um, and and for us, that was our our faith. Um, we we got grounded. We ended up. Um, financially, we both always have had a, a mindset towards managing money fairly well, right, right. but together, and this is something that is hopefully fuel for somebody listening together, mm-hmm. managing money together when you step into marriage can be a different dynamic together. We did Dave Ramsey's financial peace university. Wow. And that framed a mindset towards, Hey, we need it for the long term. We have to start working together. And we began cutting away at debt very quickly and began saving um, aggressively to, to clear some of that debt. Today, we're, I'm no longer in debt. We have a mortgage for this home yeah. that we live in. Um, my car is paid in full. Her, hers is almost, we drive our cars till they break right. pretty much and can't drive anymore. But, you know, we've, we've put ourselves in a much better place now, 11 years out. Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. Hey there, just a quick reminder, if you haven't registered yet, go register for the web class. Five simple strategies to get paid for public speaking. You won't regret it. If you have a story to tell or expertise to share, then you need to hop on this webinar. Isn't it time you got paid for your pain? (laughs) Check the show notes and sign up today. And now, back to the show. Wow. Yeah. So that's an amazing story. And I know this is not a, a marriage counselor show, no. but, but you've given us some really good tips right now about how to navigate. I mean, it's not, you, we, you can't blame each other. You can't just point fingers at each other. You've got to together do something to move towards the solution. And I honestly, I always say, man, you know, she never signed up for that. She could have walked yeah. out, walked out three weeks in and been like, yo, I wish you well. Right. But wow. she rode with me. Yeah. And so the commitment now is like, hey, you know. <laughs> now yeah. we're stuck. We're here. <laughs> <laughs> we're here. We're here with two crumb snatchers. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. We're blessed. So, so you, you, 11 years out from that situation, and you in that time didn't fully go back to what you were doing. You had to reinvent yourself to now begin taking care of your family getting rid of these debts. So give us the short story, really. How did you know what lane you had to choose in order to create, to 
set off this reinvention? Yeah. Initially, it wasn't even reinvention. It was let me rebuild. And, right. you know, my, my then business partner and I, we worked at rebuilding the fund. Um, this is a, a whole other partnership. Could go on another episode of the partnership right. piece. But the partnership didn't work well. Right. Um, it worked well in business, but independent of the business, um, we're great friends. We're great college friends. We still are great friends and actually family. Right. Um, but um, we just had different uh, vision for where right. we wanted the business to go. And I got probably three years out from that, two and a half, two years, two and some years out from that point where we started rebuilding Business was back on a, on a fairly decent footing, but I just wanted to go in a different direction. And so I sold my stake in the business wow. um, and, and got out what looked like, um, you know, from that point forward, I can't tell you that it was a smooth pivot, um, mm-hmm. but it was one nonetheless. You know, we just had a, a young child. Um, I got back into the work world and, and did a, you know, a hustle um, okay. to figure out what was next in that process though Robert what happened I had to to do some some self some soul searching right and from that I realized you know what uh, the, the things that really um, spoke to me at the core if we remove money mm-hmm. the things that I really was drawn to was marketing and branding related wow. uh, I was managing that side of the business for the six or seven years that we were were running things. And I was spending my own money doing different courses around digital marketing, around social media, around video marketing and development. And I realized that there were several people actually reaching out to me who were building their own businesses, friends that I had in college, people in my local area that I was serving as a consultant. Right. And that's what eventually led to me actually stepping into the corporate world, working for a software firm, and then today now uh, managing a pretty large curriculum for um, a large corporate um, entity in the cybersecurity industry. Mm. Wow. Wow. So that's so one of the things that I'm hearing is that you didn't just choose something. There were some things that you were already doing and people started reaching out to you. So if there is somebody that knows that they need to reinvent Mm -hmm. and they don't have the people reaching out to them per se to kind of give them those kind of clues, what would you recommend or what would you suggest to somebody in that situation? How do they move forward? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, I, I think the first thing you have to do, um, and when we talk branding, a lot of people default to logo and design. Yeah. And, I, you know, I, I started a brand course, which you can talk about later, but I, I have a big belief that it starts with understanding your foundation, right? Mm. Understanding what your long-term mission and vision is, right? When we, when we sit on a rocking chair 30 years out from now, there are some things that I want to have accomplished looking right. back. And so I've taken the time to document those things, Robert. What, does, what should I be achieving over 30 years? And I reverse engineer that and have a thing called the 10-year BHAGs, my big, hairy, audacious goals right. that I set back in February of 2016. That by February, by, by, sorry, June of 2016, by June 26th of 2026, mm-hmm. I have 10 big idea goals, right, that I want to knock off. I no longer step into a new year unclear about, 
you know, what I'm trying to accomplish, looking at New Year's resolutions, I'll forget by February, right? Yeah. I'm working towards a 10-year BHAG that keeps me focused. And entrepreneurs listening in right now who suffer like me from that shiny light, you know, shiny object <laughs> issue. Squirrel! Right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. And it's shiny light and you've gone down that pathway. That yeah. no longer, that, that was what removed that for me. I had tremendous clarity once I was like in agreement that, hey, this is Stephen Arts going right. forward. These are the things that matter the most to me. These are the people that matter the most to me. This is what I'm going to pursue. I would encourage those listening to sit right. down, grab a pad and a paper, open Evernote or your favorite note-taking app, start to document what that looks like for you. Right? What is that big vision? What do you want? Who are you? What do you want? Who do you want to serve? Right. And start to give that thought. It's going to take time. Right? It's going yeah. to take, take some time to, to flesh that out. But once you flesh that out, it's so easy to know, again, reverse engineer to what needs to happen this year to get yeah. to that 10-year goal. What needs to happen this week to get to this one-year goal? And yeah. you begin to task things out and, and, and work towards it. So what do you do? You've got this 10-year goal. And you're two years in and you're, and you're saying, wow, I'm not, I'm totally off track. I'm not anywhere close to where I should be at this point. If I'm going to reach this goal, how do you handle that? What do you do? Again, it's, it's looking at it because if you, if you put it down, right. When you put down our goal, our goal without a date is just a wish. Right. right. Uh, so when you're documenting your 10 year hacks, for me, it's clear. I, I say 10, 10 things laid out. And for majority of the people listening that does that exercise, you can tell what needs to be prioritized in order for you to start knocking off some of these things, right? For me, one of the things is to become a New York Times bestselling author. Wow. But that's not going to be one of the first things that I need to knock off, right? Yeah. That's going to come later on down the road. But to lead up to that point, I need to be getting on, on larger stages. I need to be talking to larger audiences. I need to continue enhancing and building my podcast. I need to continue to build uh, course offerings. There, there are other things on that list that I'm working towards now. And I'm setting up the dates again it, so that I know I can get to those goals out in the long term. So Brand U Academy is our course I launched, uh, helping individuals build their personal brand. I was behind on that. But to your point, I'm able to look at this because it's dynamic, right? Things change. Some of these things will need to shift and move. But I'm able to look at that on a frequent basis and say, hey, where are we? You know, it's not yeah. like I'm looking at it once a year, I'm looking at it all the time. Yeah. So let's dig into the branding set sure. for just a second. You talked about Brand You Academy and you said earlier that when people think about the word brand, immediately we start thinking about logo. We start thinking about what the website should look like. But what is really a brand, especially when you're talking about a speaker, coach, consultant, entrepreneur? What, what is a brand? What should I be considering? The brand is all of those things. It's everything that somebody, if somebody's thinking about you, yeah. Right? And, and this is a problem. Sometimes we think that only the consultants or the coaches have a brand. Everybody has a personal brand. Mm. And in 2019, 2020, somebody searching you on Google, your brand is what comes up in that search results, whether right. it's a lot or nothing at all. Right. Mm. Uh, so everything that encompasses all the touch points, uh, you in the physical, interactions. Yeah. Um, my voice, your voice is part of our brand, right? 
as podcasters. People hear yeah. your voice, they hear my voice, they hear my Jamaican accent. That's a part of who I am. Right. And so it's, it encompasses everything that somebody is thinking about you and sharing about you when you're not in the room, right? Wow. Wow. So then how do you be intentional about all of that? Because it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of it things lot to of capture and think about as you're going about your normal routine in your day outside of your business even. Absolutely. And, and there are, there's a lot of things that you can work towards that you're in control of. I always right. say, hey, in, in, at this point in time, somebody's Googling you. Right. And the results that they find about you right, in Google, in a Google search, going to leave them more or less inclined to do business with you or hire you, right? Right. You can take certain actions to make sure that the right things are going to come up about you when somebody is trying to find you, right? right? So there are things we can control, things that are design-related as well as things that are messaging-related and everything in between. Right. Right. So can you give me an example of, okay, I'm just starting out. I'm, I am wanting to be a speaker. Maybe I have a few gigs under my belt. What is one thing that I can be, should be looking at with, as it relates to my brand? So there are a couple of things, but one that absolutely you have to take care of is your brand identity. Those are the mm-hmm. visual elements that we, that right. we think of, right? For Big corporate, that could encompass everything from color to fonts to images to icons to, you know, a a myriad of things, right? But as a person, for your personal brand, I generally help my clients to look at their colors, their fonts, Mm -hmm. and their images, as well as their logo. So if you do nothing else... And you, and you take it very surface level. You don't have to go down a rabbit hole of, oh, I need this logo with all kinds of symbols. And no, yeah. a, you know, a simple, clean text-based logo sometimes can be all that is needed for your personal brand. But when you look at, um, if somebody's to, to look at color, for example, color is one of the first things we perceive from a right. brand, right? Right. Uh, 90% of people make a decision based on color alone. When they look mm. at you. And especially now that we're in a, a, a global economy, we have to be mindful that different colors have different meanings in different parts of right. the world, right? In different cultures. So color is big. Um, so is fonts. And if, if you did nothing else for your brand, but you selected a color palette, meaning you select a primary color that you're going to use for your brand, and maybe yeah. like a call to action color that you're going to use wherever you're asking somebody to take up a specific action. If you did nothing but you, you consistently use the same color, and then you say, you know what, I'm going to use this font, uh, you know, a font or typography, right? You're using a specific style of font in all cases. If you use just those two things, forget the logo, yeah. and you said, hey, you know what, on all of my digital assets across social media, when you pop up on my Twitter, my cover has that color, it has that font. Right. Get on Facebook, same. Get on my website, same. What people will say to you, they won't say, hey, your color is cool. They'll say, wow, you're, you, you look very professional. Right? Wow. Like things look very cohesive. Yeah. And that's telling you that you have your brand well thought out, right? The, the, the brand identity side of things yeah. is needing to, to, to flesh itself out and work itself out. Yeah. Uh, so there are a couple of things around that that you can work on. Images is another thing, right? We are podcasters. 
if there's some consistency across the images that you put out for your episode artwork right um, or your quotes right that you share sometimes you see the difference tell me if i'm wrong you see the no, difference absolutely it's a very polished brand and then someone who just throws up any meme they can find off of pinterest or twitter right right <laughs> and yeah. the difference is clear when you see somebody's instagram wall that thought through exactly what they were putting up and when and somebody wow. who doesn't yeah awesome awesome so let's let's wrap with this and you've given a ton of great information we might even consider breaking this into two episodes we'll see <laughs> right? but what are some of the tools platforms that i should be considering as as i'm looking to build my brand out absolutely so majority of people listening are not going to be proficient in Photoshop, right? right. So I, I highly recommend looking at a website like Canva, C-A-N-V-A.com. Um, mm. Canva is a great website for you to be able to go in, drag and drop, and, and create a, a clean template that right. you can copy and use again and again for different uh, things that you're creating, whether it's one-off pieces for your, your social media covers or your email header, et cetera, right? Um, another tool that I use, because like I, t- I told you, I'm a podcaster, I'm a course creator, I work full-time, I'm right. always busy, uh, but yet I'm able to, to keep 150 to 200 tweets going on a weekly basis from a podcast. Wow. I do that by way of social media management tools. Um, I use a platform called eClinshow. Uh, other people might use platforms like Meet Edgar. That yep. is a robust, uh, you know, social media management software that allows you to load content in it once and yep. it recycles that content over and over and over again. I would never tell somebody to to recycle that kind of content through Facebook or LinkedIn on that level of on that high of a frequency, but on platforms like Twitter. We have amnesia, right? We forgot the tweet that was sent out 15 minutes ago. Right. Your content cycling through and I have probably 600 pieces of content that cycles through every three weeks right now on Twitter. Right. So that drives a lot of impressions and gets me a lot of reach and a lot of listens um, by way of that. And then the last piece, if I could be a little selfish, (laughs) Right. I, I shared earlier, uh, I'm a course creator and I created a, a platform called Brand You Academy. It's an online course designed to help heart-centered entrepreneurs, professionals, and leaders, specifically targeting heart-centered. I want to help people who are trying to do good in this world. And yeah. I'm helping them to develop their personal brand in a way that is authentic, it is impactful, it is relatable. And the most important piece, Robert, it is profitable. Right? Awesome. So, um, and you can learn more about that on my website. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll also share that in the show notes today as well so that people can get connected with you. So that's heart centered as in H E A R T, not H A R T. I've been playing with that too. <laughs> 
very tempted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome, awesome. Stephen, listen, it's been a pleasure. It's been fabulous having you on. I know that people have gotten a lot of gold nuggets from what you've shared today, and I'm hoping that this is one of those podcast episodes that they will rewind again and again and again and download and just take it with you, put it in your pocket as your resource forever and ever. <laughs> so listen, share with us where we can get in touch with you online. Absolutely. So I'll make it easy. My name is Stephen, Steve Nahart. You yep. can find me over at stevenahart.com and I'm everywhere on social at Steve Nahart. You are a brand. Your business is a brand and you've got to be intentional about it. Every moment sends a message. You can be willy nilly or whatever with it if you want. Just be prepared for random results. So what story are you telling? What story does your brand tell? Make the choice, do the work, get intentional, and get noticed. I hope you had fun today. I hope you learned something. But most of all, I hope you were compelled to jump out of your comfort zone and share your story. If I can be helpful to you with that process, let me know by hopping over to robertkennedy3.com. Hey, y'all, don't forget. Hop on over to Apple Podcasts to leave a ranking, rating, and a review for the show. If you're not sure how, I've got a tutorial in the show notes, so make sure that you check that out and show some love. Remember, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story, and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy III, RK3, and you've been listening to The RK3.